Are you happy with your antiperspirant? And if you're already using a natural deodorant, are you happy with it? Rain Organica is now accepting pre-orders for our Sands Vegan All-Natural Deodorant. What makes Sands different from all the other deodorants out there? Well, it doesn't use baking soda and it doesn't use magnesium hydroxide. Oftentimes companies rely on these products or excuse me, on these ingredients for as part of the way that the deodorant protects you from odors. Both baking soda and those hydroxide ingredients raise the pH under your arms. And the problem is that for those of us who are extremely sensitive, we can't tolerate either those hydroxide ingredients or the baking soda ingredients. And that's where SANS comes in. SANS doesn't use any ingredients that alter the pH under your arm. Instead, it relies on three techniques to protect you from odors. And those are using wetness absorbing ingredients such as organic arrowroot powder and organic tapioca starch. Also using antimicrobial botanical oils. Rain Organica likes to avoid coconut oil just for anybody out there with coconut allergies. So instead you'll find argan oil and olive oil. Of course, both of those are organic. They're also naturally antimicrobial. And the third way that SANS helps, helps keep those odors at bay is by using essential oils. And for the deodorant especially, you'll find blends of antimicrobial essential oils. Right now, you can pick up lavender, and this is made with organic Bulgarian lavender, a very true-to-smell lavender. Oftentimes, lavender essential oils can be a bit medicinal, and this one is not. It's It sways much more towards that pure lavender smell. And the second option is a seasonal dirty chai essential oil blend with organic coriander, cypress, litsi cubeba, and capaiba balsam to impart the antimicrobial properties into this essential oil blend. And of course, with it being dirty chai, sweet marjoram, cardamom, and coffee absolute add the final touches to this robust blend. Pre-order your Sands Vegan Deodorant today over at rainorganica.com. Pre-orders are accepted through October 13th and will begin shipping October 20th. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to The Alchemy of Things, a podcast diving deep into topics like skincare, holistic living, and the energy that connects us all. I'm your host, Brandi Searcy, founder and formulator of Rain Organica, where you'll find skincare you can take with you anywhere. Today, 
Today, I am excited to welcome Dr. Leslie Deans to the show. She is an acupuncturist, NAET practitioner, Chinese herbalist, and lecturer. She holds a doctor in acupuncture and Chinese medicine, and she's licensed to practice here in the state of California. She is she's also apprenticed under the world famous Dr. Richard Tan. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Hello, Brandy. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I am thrilled that you're here. Our relationship started about five years ago, and you practice a very specific type of acupuncture. I was wondering if you could take just a few minutes to talk about acupuncture in general, and then also the type of acupuncture that you practice. Absolutely. So first, what is acupuncture? I, I, I mean, a lot of people ask that. So acupuncture is actually the practice of inserting tiny needles under the skin at specific points in order to stimulate the body's ability to heal itself. So how does acupuncture work? Well, acupuncture is based on what's called meridian theory or a meridian system. And this system describes the energy pathways that run through the body, carrying blood, body fluids, nutrition, and chi, which is considered vital energy. So this meridian system communicates with all the different systems in the body, the circulatory system, lymphatic system, respiratory system, digestive system, and all the internal organs, tissues, fascia, joints, etc. So one could look at this meridian system much like we look at a freeway system. I use this analogy sometimes with, with patients. Um, so using this analogy, the cars are the blood, fluid, nutrition, and chi driving to where they need to go. And when there's a block in the freeway, an accident or a traffic backing up, you can't get to where you need to go. So this is much the same with the meridian system. When there's a blockage or stagnation, the blood, fluids, nutrients cannot get to where they need to go. So all stagnation causes ill health and disease. So what causes the blocks to occur? Well, stress, negative thinking, lack of movement, lack of exercise, lack of proper nutrition. And acupuncture essentially is working to remove the stagnation along this meridian system. So you have 12 main meridians that run through the body like freeway systems, like this analogy that I just described. So, the type of acupuncture that I practice is called the balance method. And it was put forth by um, the internationally known Dr. Richard Tan, uh, who unfortunately is no longer with us, but his teachings continue to influence practitioners and patients alike. So basically um, the acupuncture approach learned in school is based on what we call Zong Fu diagnosis. So basically a diagnosis is made based on symptoms. For example, 
a Zong Fu diagnosis could be liver yang rising or spleen qi deficiency. And this is just fancy Chinese medicine terminology. Um, but what happens is that we then create a point prescription used to support the Zong Fu diagnosis. Local points are used to reduce pain and inflammation. So that's sort of a baseline of what you learn in school, acupuncture that is practiced within schools here in California. The balance method is really completely different. The, the focus of the balance method comes back to this meridian system. The number one thing that's important to do is to first identify the sick meridian or the meridian that is out of balance or the meridian that is needing attention. So to do this, you rely on Chinese medicine diagnostic methods that you learn in school, inspection and auscultation, olfaction, inquiry, and palpitation. So for an example, if a patient comes in with a headache, it's important to find out exactly where the pain is located, which meridian or meridians are affected. The balance method is not only used to address pain, but I just use this headache as an example. So after you diagnose the sick meridian, say some one of the meridians that's running through the head that's blocked and causing this headache, the second thing to do is, or the next step is to decide which meridians to needle using the balance method five systems. So Dr. Tan created this whole new system of acupuncture actually. The goal is obviously to help the patient feel better, but the specific goal of the balance method is to achieve a dynamic balance in the body by using the different relationships between the meridians. So you choose points along these meridians that follow the mirror principle. And this is another principle coming in. So we're mapping between one limb and another, for example, we're using imaging. So to treat the head, you can treat the feet or to treat the feet, you could treat the head or to treat the head, you can treat the hand. We're using the body imaging system. And that at the risk of sounding overly complicated, this is the basic principles and approach of the balance method. Um, I personally, when I was ill in my early 20s and struggling with really a lot of different symptoms and was being diagnosed with all sorts of different diseases, um, I was seeing an acupuncturist because I decided to look outside the box for help because Western medicine was not only not helping me at that particular time, it was making me worse. And so it was a little scary. So I started having regular acupuncture and it was very supportive. I would feel better for probably one to three days and then my symptoms would return. So I did that for about, gosh, probably a couple years before I went to see Dr. Tan. And when I saw Dr. Tan, 
it was a completely different experience. I not only felt better after my treatments, but it would stay. So the treatments were building on themselves and I wasn't slipping back into having all these different, different disease presentations or symptoms. So I became a big fan, obviously, and wanted to know how and why this was working for me and nothing else was. So started my course of study with not only acupuncture, but the balance method. So I followed Dr. Tan around and um, watched him treat patients, did a lot of observing in clinic for about seven years before I decided to go to school. And I went to school to get my credential and to learn things so that I could pass the California State Board. And then as soon as I got out of school, I just went right back to practicing the balance method and all the other jewels that I learned from Dr. Tan. So that was a mouthful. I should probably ask if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like me to clarify. So you mentioned that you were receiving acupuncture at a frequency of about once every other day to once every three or four days. And this was traditional acupuncture? It was actually more traditional acupuncture with a Japanese focus with a wonderful doctor. Um, and she helped me a lot. I was seeing her once a week at that particular time. And to clarify, I would feel better post acupuncture visit for one to three days. And then I would slide back into having significant symptoms. After I saw Dr. Tan, I started seeing him once a week and then, and then moved into twice a week. And I just, I, I recovered um, with his style and treatments. Yeah, that's profound. It was profound for me. It was a profound experience. Um, so I'm, I'm a diehard balance method practicer. <laughs> So both Chinese medicine and Indian Ayurveda talk about meridians. Is there some overlap between the two, especially with regards to acupuncture? Well, I believe, and someone needs to correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe the meridian kind of system in Ayurveda um, I think they refer to nadis, which is energy systems that uh, flow through the body. I specifically cannot speak to Ayurvedic medicine since I'm not a trained practitioner. I've done some reading on it and I actually did see an Ayurvedic practitioner one time, very positive experience. Um, what I will say is that in all of my studies and combining different methods of healing acupuncture and the NAT and now the body talk, which is very cool as well. There does, you do have overlap within all these different systems. When you're, when you are studying at a deeper level, I find personally that things do start to just meld and overlap. That's what I'll say for, to, to that question. Um, 
again, I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner, so I can't comment on the specifics of how Ayurveda relates to Chinese medicine. Okay. And then you were using the example of headache Mm -hmm. when you were talking. Can you elaborate on some other conditions that you use acupuncture for when you're treating patients? Oh, gosh. Um, What have I not treated? Um, But it's a really good question. So certainly pain issues, women's issues uh, that have to do with fertility um, issues, as well as dysmenorrhea, painful periods, or amenorrhea, the cessation of menstruation, uh, migraines, um, gosh, I've treated phantom limb pain, that's really outside the box, um, and a range of autoimmune diseases, so lupus, multiple sclerosis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, gastrointestinal imbalances, anything from Crohn's to ulcerative colitis to irritable bowel syndrome, asthma, allergies. Um, The list is long. Sleep imbalances, difficulty falling asleep, difficulty staying asleep. Because really, if whatever imbalance is presenting in the body, you just need to find the right tools to correct that balance. The body wants to remain in homeostasis and is doing its best to remain in homeostasis and function at its optimal all the time. So it wants to heal is what I'm saying. It wants to feel good and be in balance. So acupuncture just becomes one of an array of many different tools that you can use to help create or promote this balance in the body. Okay. And I know I discovered you when I was having gallbladder symptoms and acupuncture definitely helped relieve some of those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's another example. And another thing that you offer is facial acupuncture. So could you talk a little bit about that specifically? Absolutely. Um, So presently, I'm offering two different types of cosmetic acupuncture, the Meizen cosmetic acupuncture and then microneedling, which is pretty popular right now. Um, So I'll speak, I mean, they both work in the same way. Um, The microneedling is using an MD, M as in Mary, D as in doctor, an MD needle pen, that's what it's called, um, to penetrate the skin. And so the top layer of your skin is epidermis. And then the second level of the skin layer is the dermis. So the MD needle pen within microneedling actually penetrates the skin into the dermis encouraging the body's own natural healing response because anytime you're damaging the dermis, fibroblasts arrive to, guess what, produce collagen and elastin, which start reducing as we age. So in addition to the fibroblasts arriving to create collagen and elastin once this dermis is 
damaged by the needle, new capillaries are formed for improved blood supply. It's really a very natural and exciting way to look younger. Results with the microneedling show improvement in skin tone, texture, firmness, acne scars, stretch marks, sunspots, fine lines, wrinkles, and sagging have all shown marked change after a series of microneedling treatments. The suggestion is to start with four to six. I personally put myself through the microneedling protocol to see what I observed and I'm 47, so I'm in my later 40s. And I noticed after six treatments, significant shift and change. That was just for me. But the starting is usually they suggest four to six treatments and just once a month. So that's usually pretty doable for people. Um, there's a slight stinging because you are piercing the dermis, but it's, it's a pen that moves very quickly over the skin. Um, I don't find it very painful, but if people do find that it's uncomfortable, you can use a very light Novocaine or numbing gel or cream on top of the face before you do the procedure. Um, and I use the microneedling along with a nano needling. And the nano needle is just used in certain sensitive areas around the skin, like around um, the nose or the upper lip or uh, underneath the eye. Those are areas you would not puncture with the MD pen, but you would use a nano needle, which is more sort of like a microdermabrasion. Okay. Yeah, so that's a lot of information about the micro, um, microneedling. The Maisen, um, it, it works in a similar way. You're just using single, very small needles to puncture the dermis. Um, and it's, it's just another form of cosmetic acupuncture that actually was featured in Oprah magazine. So it, it has its own popularity as well. They're both, both of them are, are just a natural approach to help you look and feel younger. And they're non-invasive approaches to healthier skin. Does the Maison also play along the, with the acupuncture theory more with moving chi? So the microneedling is moving chi as well. The okay. main and the microneedling. Um, the maze zen, you incorporate body points as well as the facial local points. Um, and they, they both are gonna move chi specific to that question. But if you're addressing hormone imbalances, as an example, for treating acne or, or aging dry skin, um, you can use some body points to also assist the treatment that's treating locally. So really it's, it's, it's fabulous. I, I'm very happy with this approach because I personally am not interested in using Botox or fillers of any kind. I just feel sort of afraid of that. I have friends that use them and they're very happy. Uh, that's just my personal feeling. And I agree with you. I think anytime we can use the body to heal itself and maintain a state of health, that's the way to go. 
I agree. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to switch gears just a little bit, it, moving from cosmetic acupuncture over into a question about detoxifying the body with the use of acupuncture. Mm -hmm. And specifically, this is related to, for example, a vaccine detox, but we could also talk about ways that acupuncture can be beneficial for other types of detox. Okay, sure. Great. So let's start with that. Um, so weight loss, for example, you need to address detoxification along with diet and exercise regimes in order to lose weight, but not only lose weight, but maintain the weight that is lost. So that would be number one as an example of using acupuncture to help uh, detoxify the body and support the goal that you wanna achieve in losing weight. Another example that I would use, a very powerful one, um, I use an acupuncture, a very powerful detoxification acupuncture protocol that I learned from Dr. Tan um, to detoxify any chemotherapy treatments. So this is how acupuncture shows up in supporting patients and going through chemo and radiation. Um, and really it, there's just profound results with that reduction and absolute, um, not just reduction, but uh, removal of any sort of nausea post chemo, um, reduction of the level of body pain that's felt, helping with mental clarity that, you, I don't know if you've heard of what's called chemo brain, which is kind of this brain fog that people get um, really helps with that, helps the sleeping disorders that can come out from or arise from uh, chemo and radiation treatment. So that would be the number two example of a powerful way to detoxify the body uh, during uh, cancer treatments. And then third, you brought up the vaccine and that's pertinent to what's happening today. So I'll, I'll speak to that just briefly. Um, I have had a number of patients now come to see me pre and post COVID vaccine. And so they're wanting to support their immune system. That's, that's usually their, their goal in coming to see me. Um, I am, you know, it, it's not a lot of patients thus far. So it's a small pool of patients, but I am noticing that when I use this detoxification protocol that I learned from Dr. Tan post-vaccine that people's um, symptoms uh, that they're having post-vaccine are clearing up quicker and easier. So that's how I'm supporting patients post-vaccine, pre-vaccine, there's a particular protocol that I use to help just support the immune system overall. So that, like I said, that's early. About half of my patients maybe at this point have been vaccinated. So not everyone, and this is all very new, but since you asked, and it is very pertinent to what's going on presently, um, I am using this detoxification protocol um, per vaccine support. 
Do you mind if I ask a follow-up question around that? No, not at all. Please do. So what symptoms are people presenting with? Mm, post-vaccine? Yeah, post-vaccine. Um, I'm seeing fever, long-standing headaches, intermittent fevers, fevers that come and go, um, body ache, muscle ache, and significant brain fog. Okay. That's just thus far. And that's just been in well, probably the last couple months. And so we're today, uh, April 19th. I've seen, let's see, what else have I seen? I've seen uh, thyroid imbalance happen post-vaccine. Uh, um, I've seen a couple people have some sleep issues, but the majority of what I'm seeing is what I initially uh, listed. And it all thus far has responded very well to the detoxification protocol. So I'm happy about that. I feel very encouraged by that. Yes, that's wonderful. I really appreciate your time today. And oh, my pleasure, Brandy. And anytime you'd like me to come on, I'm happy to speak to whatever your audience is interested in hearing about in regards to health and, and, and uh, wellness. And I'd love for you to share with people how they can find you. Oh, sure. So um, I will have Brandy list my website, probably my website link, but that's awakenbalance.com. It's www.awaken, the word awaken, and then the word balance, B as in boy, A-L-A-N-C-E, awakenbalance.com, no periods or space or anything. You can also find me through Google, Leslie Deems, Carlsbad Acupuncture. I am located in Carlsbad presently. Thank you so much for your time, Leslie. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Brandy. And thank you to your audience. Do you know somebody who might enjoy this episode? If so, go ahead and send them the link to this podcast from your favorite podcast platform. You can also head over to rainorganica.com slash blogs slash podcast and just send them the link for that site. And then they can click on today's episode and listen straight from the site if they wish. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. All right. Until next time. Bye.